Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 113. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Uh, Captain Hawk just turned around. I know you're there. Curse these languages that do not distinguish between you singular and you plural. That is true. How far away are we? You are probably medium range. You're behind a rail car. You are definitely not in sight. Okay. Medium range is two extra range bands. I'm going to try something stupid. DVD. Yeah, I didn't train with them. <laughs> I'm going to try to to learn this person's desire. Ah, okay. And this person is psionically active. This person is adversary? This person has one level of adversary. Does this person also have psionic defense aside from that? Not for this, no. Okay, I will use a story point. I will also give you a blue die here. I'll take your blue die. Uh, it's kind of the same way, like, sending out a radar ping. It's a little bit easier to track and follow back. Well, I felt like she definitely already knew we were here, so I might as well try to get some some advantage. I succeed. I have one threat, but I have a triumph also. Oh, okay. Are you causing a wound with the threat? Uh, that's my go-to thing. Let me see if there's any other good ideas. I mean, it's an effective thing to do. Like, Imogen is racking up wounds. You're racking up wounds? I have three wounds. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't sleep last night, so I didn't uh, heal anything. Right. I, I still have bruises from the last time we were in this location. Yes. And I hurt myself doing things with Frank. <laughs> I forgot three is racking up. I was like, three? <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah. Some of us don't have 15 wounds, okay? Yeah, you take a wound, you don't feel like you overexerted yourself, but you can tell like you were getting close to sense what you're going to sense, and it's as though like you were lulled into a trap almost. Somebody slammed a door into my nose. That's how the bloody nose happened this time. Except instead of like slamming a door, it's like they open the door because you got a good look inside and you got stabbed. I see, I see. That's right. People told me that uh, looking inside of people's heads was not always a safe thing to do. Yes. You wanted to learn her desire. Yeah. You will get that. But I know that I was intentionally injured here, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You recognize that. You have a triumph. I'm prepared to give you, like, significantly more information about what's going on in her head. Uh, I would love that. I will accept all of your information. Let me tell you about her desire first. Uh, she is very ambitious. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> yes. She's interested in, like, power and authority, privilege, status, particularly the power and authority over that. Uh, but you get, like, a peek in her head. Uh, like, narratively, maybe you're doing this as you're approaching, and perhaps this is what reveals you. I know that's not how the dice world. Uh, you can choose that. I mean, surface-level thoughts are something I often like to go to. So, like, if some of that bleeds through as well to inform the situation... Yeah, you get a a view into, like, the, the current level thoughts of, like, 
phrase this the right way. Like, now that feels familiar. Or I should say, the thoughts that you hear in this order are like, good, this deal is almost done. Kelmore gets what they want. I get what I want. And then, like, a sudden radical shift of, like, that feels familiar. That's who that was. And then the turn. and It's just like, you get the thoughts from, like, a few seconds ago. Right. Okay, so that makes me feel even more evidence that this is the ghost-type person that I was kind of aware of before. That is a distinct possibility. What do you do? You hear cocking of weapons. Okay, but we're, like, hidden... Well, not hidden. <laughs> we are behind. <laughs> At this moment, you are behind a rail car. That is correct. And we saw Hawk has three... Three troopers. Troopers. Who are not in power armor. And then there's two Kalmorians who are? Two Kalmorians in heavy power armor. And did we see them holding anything? No, not as yet. Okay, so there's no clues as to what, what sort of payment she's receiving. Correct. Okay. I mean, it could just be money, but they haven't gotten to that yet. You haven't seen everything. And I didn't sense that she had a desire for wealth. Correct. Okay. I turn to Frank. We're fucked, aren't we? This is it. And I say, I can distract them. And you do what you need to do. You can distract all those people. And I can grab this. And you're crazy. Imogen walks out from behind. I'm crazy. The train. You like already walked away by this point. He's to make a role first yes i would like a leadership role or something like that so you want him to like grab the adjutant is that correct yeah get everybody's attention focused on me maybe it'll be easier for him to get where he needs to go maybe he could be quieter when i'm not with him he's a soldier he's probably got better agility than me he does he might even have stealth so i guess there's there's two things i want to like kind of like issue the order but i also want to like I want to show that I have confidence in him. Okay. So so it's kind of like, I'll step out there and distract them. You do what you need to do. And just sort of like, you know, you've got this. You can do this. Right. You're placing your trust in him. Yeah. And hopefully instilling more confidence in him by doing so. Yeah. But I, I am not going to attempt to do anything psionic about that. Right. That is okay. His mind is a crazy place right now. Too purple. Leadership. Oh, failure with one advantage. He he doesn't want to leave you. He's like, no, no, we, we stick together. Gotta We gotta have each other. We're rattle buddies. We gotta have our back. Each other's back. All right. Well, maybe I've successfully communicated at least that I have confidence in him. Yes. You can recover a strain, but he's he's going to be with you wherever you're going with this. If that advantage can be used to make him any more stable than he was. Yes. He has confidence in your abilities, confidence in his, like, he's no longer panicking of, like, we're, we're screwed. He is prepared to follow you into this situation. Okay, but you are not consuming the advantage for that? This is what I'm trying to figure out. No. Okay. No, I'm not consuming the advantage for that. That is narratively why you get a strain back. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm like stepping out around and he following me saying like, no, no, we have to stay together. You step out. Is it hands up? Is it hands out? Weapons drawn? It's not hands up. It's not hands out. I'm going to say it's kind of like hands on hips. Power pose. <laughs> My intention is to step confidently around this corner and to say, like, I know you're there, too. Like, Right. I would like a hard, cool check first, actually, because you know this is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Just to project that confidence. 
But yeah. she is courageous. You are courageous, it's true. So you know what, I'll give you a blue die for acting on your motivation. Thank you. Failure, but two advantages. Uh, I will give you a blue die on your next check, but like you step outside, like you could hear the clanking of the shuttle. You didn't realize how big these power suits were with these guys. Are these like even bigger than Durian's? Yes, these are like marauder level. These are heavy infantry. Marauder is meaningless. They fire rockets. Okay. To put that into perspective. But smaller than a Goliath, of course. Smaller than a Goliath. They are still like infantry. It's a guy in a suit. Uh, I suppose like a robot walking around. I understand that at some point one just becomes the other. (laughs) Okay. But they are decked out and they look even nastier than normal marauders. Because there's some fancy mercenary company. And like Captain Hawk is there. So like you prepare to take confident steps out. You see that like you kind of you're taken aback for a second. Yep. You recollect yourself. What do you say? Guns are pointed at you. But you can make a two purple vigilance check first, I should say. Is this what the blue die is going towards? If you want. I think I will. Okay. I'm taking in the scene. I have success with one advantage. Guns are pointing at you, but the mercenaries are not responding strongly to you. Their weapons are out, but they don't seem alarmed. Their guns are not pointed at you. They're just out. Whereas Captain Hawk has a pistol pointed at you, and three troopers have three guns leveled at you. Okay. So she's pointing a gun at me also. Yes, you can recover some strain, or you can take a blue die in your next thing. I will take a blue die. What do I say? I step out, and I am not cool, and Frank is stepping out with me. I I think, I guess maybe go with negotiation? Okay. You know, I'll, I'll step out. I don't have my gun in hand, and I'll be like, there's no need for that. We can all get what we want out of this situation. I think that's good. I like that. Uh, so this would be a red and a purple, but it will be two reds because I'm upgrading. All right. Was there a story point available for me? There are story points available. I will use one. And I was just about to say, and I'm going to add two black dice because you're at a severe disadvantage, but you have neck for it. Negotiate anyway. But you should still say it. Yes. I, it just occurred to me after like I'd already said all this stuff. Yes. There are definitely two black dice because you are not in a position of strength. I see. I mean... Presumably, all she knows about me is that I am psionic in some capacity and was meddling in things. Yes, but she's got a lot of guns pointed. She's got more guns pointed on you. What I meant was, from her perspective, she does not know what I have to bring to bear. That is correct. I do not have natural, but maybe I amuse her a little. I fail, but I have five advantages. Five advantages. Okay. I think part of it is like she doesn't know what you're about, but you don't really seem threatening to her. Are we, like, going to do social combat? I think that's probably wise at this point. So, with five advantages, can I learn another thing about her? Yes, you would like to learn another motivation about her? Yeah. You know she's after her. She's ambitious. You're interested, perhaps, in a fear? Fear is... That'll be a two-die thing if you can take advantage of it. That will cost me three advantages. Would you like to do that? I would. And then the other two advantages I'm going to heal strain with, because if we're going into social combat, I don't need to be as far down. That's a good idea. And then I adjust my braid. Okay. Uh, She actually fears isolation. Being cut off from other people, being doomed to live and die alone. Perhaps as a ghost, she has always been forced to be isolated and it's driving her a little mad. Okay. 
But if she gets enough power, she can force people to, you know, be her friends. Okay, so so maybe what I say is there's no need for all that. Like, we can all get what we want here. And then, like, I, you know, I make some comment about, like, we can work together. Uh, you make some comment, we can work together. She scoffs. No, I don't work with other people. Maybe, maybe you can work for me if you can prove that you're worth it. But I don't think you have anything to offer me. So maybe I should just murder you right now. So I think she's making a coercion check. Okay. But she is taking two threats. I apply my clever retort to her. Yep. What is your discipline? A red and three purples. Red and three purples. Okay. I am more willful now. Right. I thought something seemed different. (laughs) Okay. She has three successes. Ouch. And four threats. You already know her desire or fear. You could learn her true goal in the encounter. That would be useful if that tells me stuff related to the adjutant and the Calmorians. I think so. So she'll take one strain from one of the one of those. And three, she rambles on a bit long. She's saying, like, if you have anything to offer me, like, or I could just murder you here. That's what these fools, as she, like, points to her own troopers. That's going to be their role, but we can add you to the pile. It'll make it look even more real. Oh. Do her people hear this, or her people are zombies? Her people are resocked. Okay. Nothing. Disposable marines. To her, very much so, yes. Incapable of realizing that they've just been told that they are going to be thrown under a bus. But it is your go. Right. I mean, maybe that's something you can try to use, but... Oh, I was going to be nice, but... (sighs) Now I don't know that I can't be nice. That Imogen can be nice to a person who's throwing lives away. And littering. <laughs> Leaving corpses around. You're going to pick up those rifles? Just going to leave those bodies? like. Yeah. Alright, I suppose one question is, are the Kalmorians just kind of like snickering and sitting back and watching us shout at each other? or? Give me... No, you're, they're right there. You don't have to make a roll. Uh, one of them like looks down at his watch. Like, this is just a delay as far as they're concerned. Okay. So your best understanding is they are disinterested in the, whatever Dominion affairs are going on here. This is Pan-Terran affairs. Not their problem. They're Kelmorians. I'm an emojin. She's a Dominion person. It's the whole sector right here. Where's this earth? I mean, emojins just don't understand the value of natural resources. They're unwilling to extract them. I guess that's a Kelmorian perspective. Okay, and what about Frank? Frank is, like, standing by your side. He looks a little nervous, frankly. <laughs> but he, he's he got his gun. He's not pointing at anyone. Okay. He's he's holding it tight. He's just looking at you. Okay. But you may be able to convince the Kelmorians of something. That's also possible. I'm going to... Oh, jeez. I'm going to do two things. Okay. A maneuver and an action. Okay. I'm going to skating tirade as a maneuver. Ah, you have the improved or whatever. Supreme! Supreme. Does that cost you strain to do? Yes. And then I will take an action of the social manipulation sort. Okay, so you want to skate the entire first, see how that pans out. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, with an attitude like that, it's no wonder you're so alone. Here you have a chance to maybe work with someone who can understand something about who you are and what you are in this. I, I would say, like, who, who can really understand who you are and what you can do. 
right and appreciate it and you just blow it like you've blown everything else the fact that i'm here means your attempts to like hide this have failed ridiculously and those Kalmorans don't need you they're humoring you uh, one of them like lifts up his visor and just like refreshes his cigar uh you can make your scathing tirade roll and you can take two blue dice for appealing to her isolation okay and a scathing tirade does not benefit from levels of adversary correct i got so many successes here and what i really wanted was a gazillion advantages right because each advantage you can yes okay there's seven successes on this okay Everybody here, all of my enemies here, are a little taken aback. You're doing a strain to everybody. Yes. Well, yeah, the Kalmorian's like, hey! They also all take a setback die for any skill checks they make in the next two rounds. Okay, in the next two rounds. Yes, all of them. Okay. Unfortunately, I do not have any advantages. I have one threat. You could take a black die yourself. I'll do that. I As you realize... You perhaps exposed a little bit of information about yourself. That is true. That you understand this person in some way. Yes. But that does one strain damage, right? That does one strain damage. Okay, and your action then? I think my action is going to be deception. Okay. What do you say? Essentially, I'm lying about the fact that it's just me and Frank here. You know, we didn't come without support. I guess part of this is actually true. Yeah. We're not the only ones who know what you're doing here. This is your chance to like get away from this scot-free if you... Essentially, I can expose you. In fact, I have already like put things in place, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, so her thing of like, you have nothing to offer... You're essentially going to blackmail her. Yeah. that's So maybe that is coercion then, not deception. I mean, but you don't have the, everything in place. I don't have everything in place? You sort of have backup? I do have backup. I did already tell Kate Lockle about this. Right, but you don't know, Kate doesn't know, like, oh, Captain Hawk is doing something with this, with the Kelmorians. She doesn't know about the Kelmorian thing. She knows Hawk is involved in suppressing the adjutant with the information on it. Right. Yeah, so we're somewhere halfway between deception and coercion. I think this is deception. Okay. Uh, which is up against vigilance. Uh, vigilance is will-based. Yeah. That is four purples. I figured her discipline would be better than that. Her discipline is better than that. You have two story points. I'm going to use a story point. Okay. And I have a knack for deception. So that black die, gone. Nice. I have one success, and I have two advantages, which I will use to recover strain. Okay. So she takes another strain. Okay, so you succeed. You give her some pause. You cause a strain to her. You know, she's not sure if she believes you or not, but it's a credible threat. Or not a credible. It's a credible lie, I should say. Back to her. You're claiming to have backup. She looks at you. It's like, you might have backup, but you didn't mention a dead man switch. So if I murdered you right now, everything would be fine. Did you think about that? Did you? And she's kind of like, losing a little bit of her cool. And I'd just be like, why would I lay out all my cards on the table? Of course I haven't told you everything yet. Uh, yes, but she's going to make another coercion check. of Just like, I could murder you in the blink of an eye. Um, can Frank... Huh? Can he, like, be making a perception check 
to figure out which one of these like train things is the one. Where's the adjutant? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. You know, looking around, getting back more of his memories of when he was here before. Yeah. Why don't you make a two purple perception check for him? He's got two greens, and I'll give you a blue. Neither cunning nor perceptive, our friend Frank. Nope. Success with three threats. He succeeds, but he like he points it out. Like he blurts it out. Rather than like trying to subtly indicate it to you, he like blurts out like they have it, they have they have it, they have it already right out. It's in it's sticking out of that Oh, they can hear us. So is it actually visible? Yes, it is actually visible. It's in like a trunk. It's in a trunk? They've extracted it and they put it into like a storage crate. Okay, so it is no longer trapped under anything. It is no longer trapped. They've managed to extract it, yes. Alright. One just needs to grab it and run. I mean, it's kind of heavy, and it's currently surrounded by... The trunk, or adjutants in general? Adjutants in general are kind of heavy. Oh, I thought they were just like a torso. I mean, it's a torso made of like metal and electronics. Okay. So like, imagine a big computer tower. That's kind of heavy, right? And not super portable. Yeah, but torso shapes you can like... Fireman carry? But maybe not for Frank. Yeah. Alright, so it's going to be a fair bit of encumbrance. Yes, and it's, I will say it's obvious to everyone there that you know where it is, and that you obviously have an interest in that. Okay. And she was about to make a coercion check though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your discipline. A red and three purples, and I will spend- And a black from their skating tirade. Yes, and I will spend another story point so that she's got two reds instead. Ooh, big spender. Okay. Ooh, she fails. Take two strain, lady. She has one advantage. She'll add a blue die to her next check with her advantage. But she has a despair. Excellent. She could misunderstand your motivation, your goal here. Or we could just upgrade... Oh, I know. No, 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 no. The active character becomes so embroiled in irrelevant events that they cannot do anything during the next round. She's like looking at you and she's like, what the, no, I'm going to finish this deal and then I'll deal with you. So she's forfeiting her next turn. She's going to deal with the Calvorians next turn. Okay. It's a little weird because I'm still talking to her. You are talking to her and, and she's sort of paying attention. But yes, yeah, she's, she's classified you as not a serious threat. I just need to do this deal and then I can deal with you. Uh, so it passes back to you. With the adjutant, is there a, isn't it convenient sort of thing? Like it maybe it's, it seems like it might be failing or something like that. That is a possibility. I don't want to break the adjutant though. But that it looks like it's broken, but it's not. Okay, so here's a question. Since you mentioned it was in a trunk of some sort and this yes. is a railway station, is it in a cart that has wheels and like the brakes fail and then it starts rolling towards us? Is that a how convenient thing? Yeah, you know what? Yes. It's in, like, an open, an old-timey boxcar, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. And then we just get on it, and we just start pumping the little handlebars up and down. We'll see if you get that far. But, yes. They had loaded it there for convenience. Okay. But you know what? It's not in, like, an old train car. Those are all derailed. It is in, like, a, uh, like, a, it's in the back of a truck. And so the, like, brakes on the truck could fail suddenly. Okay, like, the emergency brake fails, and it's on a slight incline. Yes, that just makes way more sense. Having Lex around is so convenient. Yes. <laughs> Just don't roll a triumph and it'll pin Durian. <laughs> All right. You have no story points, however. It doesn't work. It fails with one threat. Fails with one threat. 
you like picture it in your head like, oh, that would be so how convenient. If only that truck's brakes would fail. Okay. But I have a turn now. Okay. And she was just saying like, oh, she, she could just kill me right now. I didn't mention a dead man's switch or anything. Yeah. I'm like, you know, people like us, we can send information quite fast, quite far. You're not a good enough shot to kill me instantly. And everyone would know. This is coercion at this point. Yes, this is coercion at this point. Okay. Against her discipline is a red and three purples. I will, however, upgrade this. So it's two reds and two purples. Okay. I can't think of a good way to work in the isolation thing. That's all right. Because what I'm sort of thinking relating to that is like, like everyone would know, even your supervisors, like you have no backing. You're here as a loose cannon on your own. Okay. Precisely because you have no support. No, I think that that's good enough. Like you say, she's already acting alone. Right. So stop pretending like you have any more power than my gun in your hand. Like, and these two buffoons that you're ready to kill. Who are the two buffoons you? Her like Dominion guys here. She's just going to throw under the bus. Her three buffoons. Okay, okay. Uh, and you say she has no power, which triggers her ambition. She, she's annoyed that you would claim such a thing. Uh, she's ambitious. She wants power. And she's alone. She's alone. So you get two blue dice for triggering her alone. I'm trying to decide. I feel like saying she has no power, would that be blue dice or black dice? Feeding into people's motivations, generally speaking, gives you blue dice. Yes, but if you act against them. So you could view it one way, that it would get her worked up. And so, like, it would still be causing strain. Yes. On the other hand, like, that makes her more resistant to your coercion of, like, tell you what, I'll give you another blue and a black. I'm fine with that. And the reason I'm fine with that is because I have a knack for coercion. That's okay. That's why you have the knack. Well, things are interesting here. Interesting is an interesting word. Three successes. Three successes. Okay. Two advantages. Two advantages. I'm inclined to use advantages to heal strain. That sounds reasonable. Despair. And a despair. I don't think Imogen is likely to become embroiled in irrelevant events. No. And that lady already gave up her next turn. Yes. Uh, you could reveal one of your motivations. That's a possibility. Or you could take an upgraded difficulty uh, on your next check. I think it would make sense from what I was saying and how I was talking that she could learn that I have the fear of failure. I think that makes sense. Essentially, like, I say something along the lines of, like, not not just, like, I'm not going to let you. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't let you get away with this or, you know. Yes. You'll never get away with this. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. I like that, like, I can't let you get away with this. Like, I have to stop you or this. Right. And, and maybe at that point, I say things that indicate I am judgmental about what she's doing. Yeah. You've already destroyed, like, at least one person's life. I'm not going to let you just haphazardly throw these other two away. Okay. Uh, I will tell you this. You have reached just over half strain with her. So there are possibilities for compromises here. She's not getting a turn this round. And I don't think I can think of any compromise. I want to leave with that adjutant. Right. So a compromise I might, I, the GM, would cast out there is... Somehow you two work out a deal and blame it all on the Kelmorians. That's one possible compromise. I don't know what she's actually doing. Right. I don't know what the Kelmorians actually want. I thought she was giving it to the Kelmorians. 
Yes, she's doing that, and you think she's doing that because she wants power. So there's something they're able to give her that is power. And so if you could offer her some other source of power, maybe she would deal with you instead. Well, if they're thinking they can take down the Emperor with it, maybe she's just trying to be on whatever side she thinks is going to win. That's a possibility, too. And, like, yes, yeah, she's kind of a despicable person. Okay, so she's kind of, like, turning towards the Kelmorians to, like, deal with them. And maybe maybe my next turn, then, is negotiation. Yeah, that might... These Kelmorians are not the only ones who can get your message out. I have connections. Like, I have other contacts who are very interested in what's on that adjutant. <laughs> it's like, take your pick. Do you want... I, I'm not... Imogen is not saying this, yeah. but, like... You know, do you want the raiders to do it? Okay, fine. Do you want the like the Queen of Blades to do it? Fine, I got that one too. I got I got all the cards. You want all of them? We'll like, just make copies. <laughs> you know, maybe you turn to the Kalmorians, but they have no respect for you. And they don't view you in any sort of positive light. I can get this message to people who will use it. Okay, that will be your turn in a second. She wastes her turn. So narratively, you've just said these terrible things to her. She's just, ugh, ugh. She turns to the Kelmorians like, look, we doing this or not, okay? One of them kind of like puffs out some smoke in her direction. Just like showing that like he has no respect for this random Dominion officer. And he just kind of, he's got a real deep voice. He's a, a dark skinned fellow. He's like, seems to me like prices should be going, should be getting a discount here. You've got some problems that you didn't disclose earlier. He like blows out another puff of smoke, closes his visor. And so Captain Hawk is just frustrated, turns back to you, and you get your your negotiation. You're like, look, Kelmorian's giving you a hard time. There's other plays. There's other markets. There's other markets. Uh, so you would like to roll your negotiate? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we've reached, she's reached a compromise point if you want me to roll the negotiate. I think I would like you to roll it just to see how it, how it rolls out here. Okay. Uh, so that's just a red and a purple... You get two blue dice for appealing to her sense of power. You're you're going to offer her something in in this. Well, it doesn't play out very well. It's a failure with four advantages. So you have made her reach her strain threshold, so she will agree to a compromise, but it's not exactly what you want. I'm trying to think of how narratively this plays out, though. If I don't get the adjutant, but I can get a recording of it, that serves my purposes. I see, I see. You just need a copy Right. I need a cop like, nobody's going to be able to do forensics on, you know. Right, right. And tear apart the adjutant, but, like, I'll at least be able to deliver to Aiden, this is the recording, this is what they were after. Right. A high-fidelity copy that would be very difficult to fake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because what that job was, was find out and give us evidence of what they're doing here. Yes, that is 100% correct. Okay. As far as, like, helping with, like, the need to get the word out, I can give that recording to Rainer's people, too. Maybe they will be less happy than they would be if I had given them the actual adjutant, but... Yeah. I feel like I will have done what I needed to. Okay, so I think... I'll say Captain Hawk, like, pulls out a thumb drive, but what is it you're offering to her? She's willing to give you this. Right. She has to say things to make it more clear what she wants. Yeah. Like, for this negotiation to work. Because I still don't know what... Was she just going to hand over the adjutant to the Comorians, or were they supposed to do something with it? I don't know what she wants. Right, right, right. And I said that I had other markets that would be interested in it, 
maybe she simply wants like connections for her to make a sale. I, I don't know. No, it's like, cause it's not money. I thought about that, but that would have been too easy. Does she want a position of leadership in some other organization? I think she does. Because if she were to go to Rainer with this thing and be like, we can take Mensk down together. I think what she, she asks is like, you, you with the Raiders then? Is that it? Rainer's Raiders. <laughs> with, I mean. Don't split hairs with me. I'm bald. <laughs> Imogen says, I've done work with them. I've got Jimmy's number on speed dial right here. She rips the like thumb drive off her necklace. So you get a copy of it. Give this to Jim Rayner. You tell him, hire Hammer Securities. My team. I'm in charge. She's their boss? I'm going to be the charge of that division. Ah, I see. Okay, so that means essentially I can say to Rayner, listen to this. If you want the actual evidence, you need to work with this lady. Yeah, or like he has to agree to like hire Hammer Securities. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. Something like that. I think that's the agreement you sort of come to. Yeah. She admits no fault about Frank or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not pushing that. Yeah, yeah. She, she hasn't like uh, struck me as a kind and gentle person in the involvement I've had with her. No, not the slightest. Okay, I will take that thumb drive. Yes. Situation's kind of tense still. Do I need any sort of check regarding Frank to make him understand that? This serves his purpose. I think, do give me an average leadership check. Five successes. Frank is like holding real tight, but this is real tense. But it's looking like we gonna get out of this alive. We got the recording. He's going to follow you through this mission. Okay. Do give me like an average cool check. I'm guessing like you fall back. You give them space. Well, I have to go up to her to get... She throws it to you. Oh, she throws it to me. Yes. Okay. I think... Like, we just kind of, like, sidestep behind the train car. Like, that's the fastest way to, like, get out of the line of fire. Yeah, you are getting out of the line of fire as you are disappearing. She just calls out, unregistered ghost is a dangerous thing. You might want to be careful. How does she know you're unregistered? <laughs> she looked you up on Spooknet and... I'm not wearing a uniform. That too. You wanted a cool check? Uh, yeah, a cool check to, like, literally extract yourself with dignity. Well, there's also, like, I know Lily doesn't listen to everything that goes on, but I, can, I don't want to assume the same thing is true for all Resocks. If we were making veiled comments during the course of our argument, she just explicitly said what I was. Yes. So I don't know how Frank will take that. That is true. Who are you calling a ghost? Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> what was the difficulty of the cool check? Uh, just two purples. Interesting. It's a failure. So I don't maintain my cool. So I'm very alarmed that she just so explicitly stated it. Yes. In front of like those Marines and Frank and those Kalmorians. And those Kalmorians. But I have a triumph and I have advantages. You have a triumph with advantages. Okay. So I think you, she shouts that out. You like kind of take one guy's look over your shoulder like I found out. The Kalmorians don't seem to give a crap about anything. They're like loading up the adjutant. Do you have ideas on your triumph? I would be interested in using my triumph for narratively positive rapport with Frank. Okay. I think that's good. Like, for this to somehow be relevant to him in a way that is a positive thing. 
Like, you get back behind the... Yeah, and I, like, turn to him, like, kind of scared looking. He's like, shit, you're a ghost? Man, before I have to cost, like, a ghost saved my life once. You guys are crazy. Loco. So he thinks I'm crazy? That's the fault? Well, it's like he's impressed. Crazy like a fox. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, Marines are dumb. But ghosts are crazy. Okay. Like, he doesn't have a sense of, like, rejection towards you. Okay. It's more like a little bit of awe. Okay. Ghosts are, like, they're either feared or they're, from his perspective, like, a ghost saved his unit. I say. So, like, that is Frank's, how he feels about ghosts. Like, they, they're who you need in a pitch. And look, he's been saved by one again. Yeah, it takes a ghost to save me from a ghost. Oh, man. I can't believe she's working with Kelmorians. I guess Kelmorians are in uh, Dominion now. I don't know. It's, it's all really confusing. Oh, it hurts. Do you want to go back? Go back to where? To what? To your cat. I have a cat. Mr. Snuggles. I do want to go back to my cat. Do you know where my cat is? Coral. Can you take me there? Aye. Ah, but I need discharge papers of some sort or something. They're going to know. They're going to follow me. You don't need real ones. You can make fake papers. I can get them. That'll work on Coral. Apparently. He, like, hugs you. Or... Or we can pick up your cat and you can go somewhere else. That's probably safer. We gotta find a nice desert planet, though. Mr. Stuggles doesn't do well with moisture. What did you want to be when you weren't a soldier? Alive. What did Frank want to be when he wasn't a soldier? So part of it is, like, I don't know if he has a grudge against anything for how he was treated. Yeah. He's not striking me in what he said so far. Actually, he feels a lot like Gomar right now. That may be bleeding through a little bit. <laughs> in terms of not really wanting to be a fighter or things like that. Previously, I had thought if he felt like he had been mistreated, he might be interested in joining the Raiders. I don't think he's interested in joining the Raiders. I agree with you that that is the vibe I am getting. Yes. Then the question becomes, like, does he just want to disappear somewhere? Yes, like a ghost. Ghost disappear. Or disappear like that. Poof. No more Frank. In which case... Yeah, I guess he needs fake papers, which I will hope that Lily can make. But I also don't feel like there's a, like, he only needs the papers at the point that somebody demands papers from him. Yes. Which, like, if he's going down on planet, someone might ask. Right. But if I'm just grabbing his cat and then coming back and then, like, taking him to Marsara to enjoy its nice, dry atmosphere. It's true. Then that gives us, like, time to, to develop the papers instead of... An emergency, like, oh, you need the papers, like, right now to get off the platform. No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't need to go back to that platform. Okay. He just needs ID if he's not going to be Frank anymore. That is true. Yeah. Like, if he's fine with changing his name. All right. Why don't you make a cooler discipline to end the encounter? And then we can find out what Lily and Derry can find. All right. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, This is Dicey Stories, reminding you, don't be dumb.